Hey guys, this is Jason Marsden. I voice Max Goof. Hey, if Max were here, he'd say, hey, check it out. My buddy PJ just told me about this great new podcast that I should listen to. It's called The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Oh, man, let's get dangerous. Sounds like a blast. I'll listen to it right after this Powerline song ends. <laughs> Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and tomorrow, I'll get rid of Will Santana for good. Oh, please don't, man. I'm a G, man. That wasn't me, that was Steelbeak. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? Um, It's good, it's good. Um, You know, we heard recently, we're recording this May 3rd, that... um. All schools in New York City are closed for the rest of the school year, so fun, fun, fun. I got two more months at home. Um, and um, when this drops, it'll be two days after my birthday, so happy belated birthday to me. Mm. And, um, you know, I wanted to ask you about this. You told me you like this show. I've been trying to keep myself sane the last month and a half, mm. you know, stuck at home. And there was one show I used to watch back in the early 90s, around the same time I watched Darkwing Duck, and I found a 24-hour Pluto TV channel for American Gladiators. Did you watch that show? Yeah, man. I used to love that show, boy. I wanted I, to be on there so bad. <laughs> I watched the, I used to watch that show every weekend, and I've been watching it almost every night. And it's fun. I, You know, I'm not a sports guy, but I really enjoy it. Man, Mike, if you would have knew me back then, you would have told me to shut up because I was what? I don't know how old I was when American Gladiator was out and I was watching it, but I used to like, man, if I was on there... I'll beat what's his name, but man, I could beat Turbo. I ain't scared of him. <laughs> it always looks so easy, but me at 40 years old, I don't think I'd be able to do any of that. But when I was 12, 13, I'm like, yeah, put me in an atmosphere. I could do that. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, not now. I was a, I was a little bit more in shape <laughs> almost 30 years ago. But it's been it's been re fun to go back and rewatch that show though. It definitely reminds me of my childhood. Man, Mike, if you would have seen me in high school, middle school, and me talking that trash, dude, I graduated high school weighing 119. I was bone. Wow. wow. <laughs> I was a toothpick, man. But uh, yeah, I, I was really cocky. I, I felt I was the most athletic guy in the world. Nobody could touch me. <laughs> I was an idiot, man. But yeah, man, uh, you know, as soon as we get off the podcast tonight, you know, uh, man, I can't wait to go watch my Michael Jordan documentary. We got episode five and six today. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I think they're going to talk about Phil Jackson, the Jin, or I mean mm -hmm. the Zen, the, the the guru of the triangle offense. Um, what episode are we doing today, Mike? We are doing Bad Tidings, another Saturday morning episode. 
Okay, bad tidings Saturday mornings. I've liked the Saturday morning so far. Uh, this ain't one of my top ones at all. It's not even in the middle of the pack for me in the Saturday morning one, man. It's kind of no, in the bottom. No, this could very well be my least favorite of all the first season Saturday morning episodes. Yeah, man. Um, You know, we had a chat yesterday. You know, this is going to come out way later than the chat, but we had a special guest on there, Terry McGovern. Man, that was so cool to have him on there, even though it was a Terry McGovern takeover. He took over our chat, which we all, I don't think anybody cared. <laughs> no, of course not. That was fun. I was a little late for it, but I really had a good time. Oh yeah, man. It was a blast, man. So it was an honor to do that, man. But uh, I hope you guys would love to join us in those chats, man. It's a lot of fun. It's getting bigger and bigger. We had to now move it to zoom. Skype just couldn't hold us all in there. Uh, so we're it's on fun. Zoom now. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Just talking. We don't even just talk Darkwing anymore. We talk everything now, you know? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, man. But before we get into this episode, Mike, I wanted to share something really quick, and it pertains to this episode. I've noticed, like, when we talk to some of the uh, Zoom people, they say they like when we share some of our personal stories. Um, I don't know how relevant or if they would care about this story, but I remember in high school, uh, there was this kid named Omar Muhammad. I could not stand Omar. We did not get along. Man, uh, he was so annoying to me. I was probably annoying to him. I hated it. We sit in the same uh, lunchroom table together. But we were on the basketball team together. And, you know, when you're teammates, you have each other's back on that basketball right. court. Whether you like him or not, ain't nobody about to mess with your teammate. That's just the way it is, you know. And even though we hated each other, we didn't sit on the bus together. We hated being on the same team when we practiced. But when we were on the court during the game, me and him just had this chemistry. And it was like everybody thought we were best friends or something when, you know, if they didn't know us in school, like the other team, like, man, Will, that Omar dude, man, y'all too, man. Y'all must be best friends, always play together. I'm like, uh, man, I, I hate that dude. People must have thought you guys were comrades. Yeah, man. And, <laughs> and, it, and it was weird because my best friend in high school was a guy named John Yeary. Shout out, John Yeary. I miss you, homie. And uh, me and John always played together. But for some reason, our basketball coach would never put us on the court at the same time. So if I was going in, he was coming out. When he was coming in, I was going out. A few times we would be on the court together, but it'd be like a minute and a half to the next time out or the next time the ball went out of bounds. And then one of us was coming out. So that sucked. But yeah, shout out to Omar. I hope you've been doing all right, man. I haven't seen Omar since high school. So that shows you how much we did not like each other. <laughs> which one was Darkwing and which one was Grizzly Cough? <laughs> um, you know, to be honest, I would say our sophomore and junior year, I was probably the Darkwing, but our senior year, he had a huge growth spurt. He became Darkwing our senior year. Like he he really his game really flourished our senior year, man. He really blossomed a lot. Oh, cool story. Our listeners get to know a little bit more about you every time you talk about your childhood. It's cool. Okay. All right. But let's go ahead and move on, Mike. We're doing bad tidings today. What is our production and air date order? All right. This one aired uh, Saturday, November 9th, 1991. It was 35th in production order. And, you know, it's kind of getting sad because this is only our second to last Steelbeak episode. Mm. We're, all, we're almost done with Steelbeak. And the next Steelbeak episode to air didn't even air until April of 1992. Oh, man. Um, so Steelbeak and Fowl are starting to peter out. So we're running out of Rob Paulson, huh? We are running out of Rob Paulson. Yes, we absolutely are. And sadly, this is not one of the better Steelbeak episodes, I'm sorry to say. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that about still beak in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get into about that. that. Yeah. Um, so our story editor this time around is Carter Crocker again. And this episode was written by Dean Steffen. This is the last of the episodes he wrote. Um, remember, he wrote Calm a Chameleon and Double Dark Wings. I don't think this one's as weak as Double Dark Wings, but it's not as good as Chameleon, that's for sure. Nah. So he wrote that um, from a story a story by Gary Klein. Only dark, only thing I've ever been able to find by him, only thing he's done, was the story for this episode. Um, and the animation was by Sun Woo, and um, this ain't one of their better ones, Will. Did, did anything pop to you? Any scenes? Like, one, least one scene? Did anything mm-hmm. pop to you? No. No? Not really. How about you? Uh, not the, the only thing that kind of popped was when uh was uh, the part when they were in the cave and uh, Darkwing got the the paint on his beak with the tic tac toe stuff. Oh okay. Yeah, that that kind of popped to me. Other than that, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah with this you. Is, <laughs> this isn't one of Sun Moo's better ones, let's just say. So mm-hmm. I have something, you know, I have some cool news. I have read the script to this episode. Um, I found it online. All right. And as yeah, thank God for the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Good old internet. And much like when we talked to Jim Peterson a few weeks back, um, the scripts are always a little bit different from the finished episodes. They're usually longer, and they have to cut stuff out. Mm-hmm. So as we go along and discuss the episode, I'm going to point out all sorts of things that were changed. Um, okay. A few things that were actually kind of interesting. Actually, first of all, was the episode title. Mm-hmm. It was actually supposed to be called Bad Vibrations. Ooh, okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was just a, basically a play on the Beach Boys song, Good Vibrations. <laughs> um, I don't know why they changed it. Maybe using the word vibrations sounded a little dirty for a kid's show. Who knows? But I think Bad Tidings is a better title because it talks about waves and the tides. So mm-hmm. at, that that title works a bit better. Um, I'll just mention this is the I'm going off the first draft of the script, which which was written January 22nd, 1991. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 11 months in advance. This is how early these shows were written. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be fun to go back and forth, talk about what was changed in the episode. But let's get started with what happens in this one. This one's this was our first of two, really three really big um, Grizzly Cough episodes. Yeah. Like this is this is a very economical episode as far as voice actors go. There's only four of them in this one. Um, Jim, Rob Paulson, uh, Danny Mann as Jay Ganderhooter, and Ron Feinberg as uh, Grizzly Cough. It's kind of like um, All's Fahrenheit where there weren't that many voice actors. But this one has a lot of changes in location, uh, deserted island, the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Sunbow animation isn't much, but visually at least they go to some different locations. Okay. And it's mainly an episode that's just designed for Darkwing and Grizzly Cop to play off each other for a half an hour. Um, as we'll as we'll see going as we talk about this, it doesn't always work. I'm sure you're in agreement there. Mm-hmm. But let's go. Will right. start us off. What what do we start with? All right, we start off with DW. He's narrating just like he did in that sinking feeling. I, I love that. I love when he narrates the beginning, the entrance of uh, the episode. But he's. Too- yeah, but he he's narrating. He's talking about how he's cleaned up the city, and he's trying to find a metaphor or a simile. I'm not sure which metaphor. one. Metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. Of uh, what was his metaphor for? Like something getting washed up. Like, yeah, like he's cleaned up the crumb like a damp sponge. He's like, mm-hmm. that's not very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> but but then something actually it clicks, because it's yeah. actually happening. <laughs> 
Yeah, he mentions a tidal wave, and it literally happens. Yep. But as soon as he gets hit by the tidal wave, he, there's a flash quack. Yeah, we haven't seen the flash quack in a while. Yep, it's such. Yes, I do like the little throwaway animation on it. He picks it up. He mentions how it's a secret message. He like looks over his shoulder, opens it up, takes the paper out, mm-hmm. and then he throws away the flash quack like it's a fish. Like <laughs> just, just tosses it back into the water. Yeah. So he has to go to Shush. Mm-hmm. What happens when he gets to Shush? Who, he, who does he have to deal with right away? Uh, well, first he sees Jay Gander, but he's got to yeah. deal with Grizzly Cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention in the script, there was a lot more like physical business in the scene. Darkwing got beat up a lot more in this bit. Like there's, I know there's a bit where Grizzly Cough ties him up in the phone and throws him out the window. Yeah. But he does all sorts of really violent things to him in this scene that they never used in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Jay Gander Hooter with a ransom note. And he mentions the tides. And Darkwing's like, oh, yeah. And he, he mentions, like, all the... um. He thinks it's a natural occurrence. He tries to be scientific about it. Mm-hmm. But Jay Gander's like, no, these are not natural. Like, this is coming from foul. We have a ransom note. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Grizzly Cough reads the note first. The, uh, does the Grizzly Cough read it, or was it Darkwing? I don't remember. Well, Hooter's trying to read it, and Grizzly Cough won't let Darkwing see. Okay. Because he, he... in, in the script, in the script, he won't let Darkwing look at the note. And Grizzly Cough, and Hooter's like, come on, Grizzly Cough, you have to show it to him. And in the script, Grizzly Cough takes the ransom note, smashes Darkwing Duck in the face with it so hard it throws him into the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, what does the ransom note say? Uh, they want 90 gazillion dollars. <laughs> gazillion. Yeah, in only 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Or they'll wash away the planet with tidal waves. Yeah. So Hooters pinpointed the source, and they want to fly there in the stealth shuttle. Yeah, so, but then, but you know who Darkwing wants to bring along with him. Oh, but he gets on the like, phone immediately, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't work out that way. He, who does he, he try said, to call, just to be sure? Hey, LP, if he can fly, mm-hmm. he can crash it. <laughs> yeah, but um, isn't having that because the, mm. the ship can only be flown by its test pilot. And yeah. that is? Grizzly Cough. So we got no launch pad in this one. Um, this is actually our first episode with no launch pad or no Goslin. Mm-hmm. There are only three episodes in the entire series where neither of them actually show up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we basically stuck with Darkwing and Grizzly Cough for the entire half hour. And nobody else, pretty much, except our villain. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene was supposed to end with Darkwing getting thrown out the window. And they didn't do it. I guess, I don't know if it's just because of time, or maybe they just thought it was they too much physical violence and wanted to cut some of it out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we get, to, we get a very short scene next coming up. Do you want to describe what happens in it? Oh, uh, what talking about with DW and Grizzly Cough uh, when they start fighting with the no no when they start flying to the island? No, there's a shorter scene where um uh, the watch. Yeah, Hooter shows them the watch. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it blows up. <laughs> yeah, and you notice the scene's very short, just long enough to show the watch. Yeah, because it's set up for for a gag that's about to happen. It's actually supposed to be a much longer scene involving a gag that pays off toward the end of the episode, and all of it was cut out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Hooter shows them a ballpoint pen that fires missiles. Mm-hmm. There's no gag to it. He just shows it to them. And then there's a whole bit here where um, Darkwing sees a jar full of what he thinks is jelly beans. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what are these? What are these? 
And Grizzly coughed. He's like, oh, no, those are jelly beans, but they're only for Shush staff. Mm-hmm. You can't eat them. <laughs> and Darkwing's like, yeah, okay, all right. And as soon as Grizzly Cough walks away, he grabs a handful of them and shoves them in his mouth and swallows them. Damn. And Hooter, Hooter's like, what did you just do? He's like, those aren't jelly beans. That's dehydrated food. You just ate a month's worth of food. And the food expands in Darkwing's stomach and he starts to float away. Mm. It's a it's it's a pretty lame physical gag. It probably would have played out pretty silly, but they actually go back to this joke at the end of the episode. I'll explain why later. So this scene was supposed to be a lot longer. I'm pretty sure they cut it for time. Okay. And and it goes by just long enough that I think it was meant to make you forget about the watch because it comes back when they get on the plane. Mm-hmm. What happens with the watch on the plane? It blows up again. Yeah, because Grizzly Cop's going on and on about um. You know, they've crossed a whole bunch of time zones and they're moving faster than Darkwing thinks. And Darkwing's like, okay, okay, I'll set my watch. And he grabs the watch, he sets it, and it explodes. Mm-hmm. And it blows up the cockpit and they crashed on the island. Mm-hmm. And who finds out they're there? Steelbeak. It's Steelbeak. And um, not showing up as late as he sometimes does, but I don't know. I'm just not feeling Steelbeak in this one. No, he. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Later. Yeah. But um. I don't want to go on a still being rant, rant yet. No. But um, I will say there's this, there's a, a couple of scenes where he slams around the Eggman, like smashes their heads in with his fist. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of um scenes in the script where Steelbeak is beating the hell out of his Eggman, like smashing them into the ground, stepping on their faces, and very violent for Steelbeak. Um. They probably cut that out because it was too violent. But in the script, he's a lot more hardcore and a lot more physical with the Eggman. Mm-hmm. Very little of that makes it into the finished episode. Yeah. So, yeah, Steelbeak notices they're there and is upset. They're going to ruin his plan. Yep. But then uh, DW and Grizzly Cough, they make a truce. But DW scams him immediately. He did him so dirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's actually... Go... It's funny you should mention that, Will. Um... Again, there isn't you know too many scenes here on in that I'm gonna that are different from the script, but Darkwing in the script he talks about how he talks to himself. Should I do this? Is it right for me to take advantage of Grizzly Cough when we know we're gonna be enemies again later? Am I a bad person if I do this? Nah. Um, so there's a whole thing in the script about him doubting himself, but in the actual episode he doesn't do any of that. He just plays Grizzly Cough dirty the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. what does he make Grizzly Cop go do? He makes him go cut down some trees and go get some coconuts. And uh, Darkwing gets into our little Hawaiian shirt, gets a coconut, puts on a little hat, gets in a hammock, and does pretty much nothing. Yep. Takes a, he takes a nice nap. <laughs> yeah, and Grizzly Cop comes by. He goes, and what are you going to do, comrade? And Darkwing's like, well, I have to protect the ship. And oh, Grizzly Cough's no. like, yeah, yeah, okay. And Gri- Grizzly Cough goes from being like really hardcore nasty to him to like being a real pushover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is pretty much the dynamic in this episode. They go back and forth. Mm-hmm. They hate each other. Then they're best friends. Then they hate each other. Then they call a truce. And that's pretty much it for a lot of this episode. Yep. So um, Grizzly Cough goes to chop wood and then Steelbeak gets involved. So what does Steelbeak start doing? He starts chopping down trees, almost hitting Darkwing. And yeah, Darkwing thinks it's uh, Grizzly Cough, and he's like, Grizzly Cough! And Grizzly Cough's like, I hope you're not calling me a liar, comrade. 
Um, but then another tree falls on Darkwing, and then Darkwing's had it. This is one of my two favorite scenes in the whole episode. Darkwing cuts cuts a you know coconut tree, but before he pushes it over, he says, "If a tree falls on a bear in the woods, does it make a sound?" He pushes the tree over, and you hear a grizzly cough scream, and Darkwing goes, "Yep, that is definitely a sound." <laughs> yeah, I do like that. That's a pretty funny joke. Um. So what goes on next? I think we got to a new scene, right? Yeah, we get to a new scene. Uh, Grizzlykoff is by a fireplace or something, and then Darkwing throws a coconut and says, alley-oop! Mm-hmm. It hits him around the head. Yeah, it hits him right in the head with it. But, and, you know, Grizzlykoff, he's he's always been a buy-a-book guy. He's always, always. About regu- always about regulations and stuff, you know? He's like, we don't have that kind of fun. It's against such regulations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's so it's so tough in these Darkwing and Grizzlykoff episodes who decide who decide with? Mm-hmm. Because Darkwing is manipulating him, but Grizzly Cough is such a stick in the mud that you don't feel sorry for him, though. You know, yeah. and Darkwing like throws aside the book. He's like, "Oh, come on! You can't always listen to the book." And you know, Grizzly Cough jumps and grabs that thing before it hits the ground. Yeah, but then you know, Steelbeak is uh, on the prowl. He basically he recorded Darkwing and mm-hmm. he 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 edits the recording and. Yep. Grizzly Cough hears this recording, and he's not happy. No, the recording, which, you know, I I used earlier, is tomorrow I'll get rid of Grizzly Cough for good. It's another one of my favorite scenes because Darkwing's inflictions change so drastically yeah. that no one that no one should be fooled by that. <laughs> you know, it's it's so mm-hmm. choppy, but of course it fools Grizzly Cough. Yeah. Um, and the next morning, Darkwing wakes up, and what's Grizzly Cough doing? Oh, he's bailed on him. He's gone. Yeah, Grizzly Cough is gone. He's, he's away on a raft. Mm-hmm. But Grizzly Cough underestimated the fact that Darkwing's a very good swimmer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't he say something to the, to the tune of he swam the English Channel twice wearing a straitjacket? Yep. That he, one I can kind of believe. He got he got to the raft pretty quick. <laughs> he's a good swimmer. Yeah, but then they get into a fight with the oars. Mm-hmm. They are so determined to you know have this oar fight that the raft goes underwater and they're still fighting even though the water's over their heads. You see the <laughs> tips of the oars still clacking at each other, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny. It's a funny visual. Yep. So um, they uh, they get back to the shore, and yep. that's when they do this really cliched thing. What does Darkwing do? He draws a line and split down the middle of the island. <laughs> oh, man, that's such, a, that's such a cliched sitcom thing. You know, you stay on my side of the line... On your side of the line, I'll say on my side of the line. And yeah. Darkwing draws a line all around the island, right over Grizzly Cuff's foot, straight down the middle of the shuttle. Um, yeah, he's being such a brat. Yep, but then still be again, strikes again with the setup. I can, he's standing so close, I can't believe they don't notice him. <laughs> yep, but this time he shoots a coconut that's uh, on a, the tree. The coconut tree is on Grizzly Cough's side. Right. But the coconut falls on Darkwing's side, so you already know what's going to happen. Yeah, doesn't Steelbeak say this is going to heat the Cold War back up? Yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very timely reference. Um, yeah, so, but um, Hooter finally calls back on the monitor in the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. And the two of them, you know, they fight over the monitor and accidentally tear it in half. Yep. Jake so Gander. Yeah, Jake Gander's telling them they got to work together. They got to get over it, but they're, it's they, not working. No, they just cannot work together. Mm-hmm. And they destroy the monitor so they can't talk to Hooter anymore. Mm-hmm. And then another tidal wave shows up. Yep. Washes them right into a cave, which I don't know how they didn't see that earlier. <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever. 
and um, so they see they see what Darkwing thinks are cave paintings. Mm-hmm. Where does what does Darkwing do? Oh man, he I don't know. He thought they were they were cave painting, but it was just tic tac toe stuff. I didn't get why he got so confused by that. Like it was commonly there, but then he went to go test to see like how old they were there, and it washes off on his beak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Eggmen are in the cave doing tic tac toe on the walls. Mm-hmm. So um. Darkwing and Grizzlykopf, they beat up the Eggmen pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Grizzlykopf does a Russian dance. Um, you don't actually see him kick the Eggmen. Mm-mm. Like you see the Eggmen go to like dance with him, and then all of a sudden you hear the Eggmen get thrown against the wall. I don't know if they cut something out him getting kicked because it was too violent. But um, so the Eggmen have been defeated, but along comes Steelbeak. Yep, and they're with, captured. Yep, Steelbeak with he's packing heat. Mm-hmm. And they're captured. You're right. Yep. And this so, time he hangs them up over some sharks. Mm-hmm. And he reveals his plan. What's the plan, Mike? His plan is to head over to the moon and use a ray beam they've created to basically wash away the you know, everything with tidal waves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless they get paid the ransom, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yep. Um, little funny bit from Steelbeak. Um, Darkwing thought the cave was their hideout. He's like, color me crazy, but I thought this was your hideout. And I just love, it's such a little minor piece of dialogue, but Rob Paulson as Steelbeat goes, oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> and that, was, that wasn't in the script. I think Rob Paulson must have, um, you know, ad-libbed that. It's like the only thing he says in the episode I actually think is funny. It's the smallest of lines. Like, ah, oh, you did? He's like, let me make it simple for a simpleton like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steelbeak leaves, gets in his you know rocket ship, takes off for the moon, and we get another truce. Yeah, because they have to escape this death trap they're in. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to when Darkwing and Launchpad were um, strung up in um, Revolution and Home Appliances. They have to swing back and forth to escape. Yep. But of this course, is... they can't agree in which direction to swing in. Yep. Ain't this like their third truce or something by now already? Maybe third. They go back and forth so much, it's kind of hard to keep track. Yeah. So they escape the cave, and Grizzlykoff mentions this sh- that ship is in 90% working order. Yep, but DW don't care. He wants to chase him. He's, he's like, yeah. even willing to fly it himself. But, but Which Grizzlykoff is like, no, we can't go anywhere. We need to, like, fill out so many forms just to leave the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't even want to go anywhere, but Darkwing is like, then I'm going to go after them, even though we know Darkwing can't fly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they both get into the ship. You know, they pilot it up to the moon. And then they got on spacesuits out of nowhere. Like, it just just like that, they had on the spacesuits and, and the helmets. <laughs> yeah. And um, so there's a line of dialogue from Darkwing that makes absolutely no sense because something else was cut out of the episode and is only in the script. And I'll explain what happens here. The ship crashes. Darkwing has this really strange line out of nowhere. He says, that map company is going to hear from me. Sea of Tranquility, my beak. Mm-hmm. Does that even, that does, does that make sense? It makes zero sense. No, it makes zero sense. Because before they land, Darkwing's like, I'm going to consult the map. I'm going to see where we're going. I'm going to get the map. He gets the map. He pulls it open. He goes, oh, yeah, the moon has a Sea of Tranquility. We'll just land in its calm waters. We'll, we'll, make, <laughs> we'll, we'll make a landing in the Sea of Tranquility. And they crash on the rocky moon. And mm-hmm. that's why Darkwing says that. Oh, okay. Otherwise, without that scene, 
that dialogue makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I'm actually surprised they cut that out. I'm surprised they even recorded that line if the if the dialogue wasn't going to be in the episode. Um, so anyway, this is where the dehydrated food um, joke pays off. Um, they get out of the uh, the ship, and there's a whole scene in the script where Darkwing jumps out of the plane and almost floats away mm-hmm. because of the gravity, which, you know, that isn't in the episode. And Grizzly Cough gets the idea, let's eat the dehydrated food. The weight of the food will make us be able to walk on the ground. Mm-hmm. And since Grizzly Cough is bigger, the handful of the food he eats is fine. The same thing happens to Darkwing. He eats the beans again, and he swells up and floats away. Oh, okay. So since it was cut out at the beginning of the episode, it was cut out here too. So they don't. So even when I was watching it before I knew the script, I'm like, why are they able to walk in zero gravity? They don't even address it. Yeah. Um. But you know, whatever. And there's this really quick bit, which you don't think is going to pay off, where Grizzly Cough is reading his shush manual. And Darkwing takes it away and puts it in his breast pocket of his spacesuit. Because mm-hmm. that's going to pay off too, right? Yep, because still be, he's with that laser, that zap gun. Mm-hmm. What does he do with it? He shoots Darkwing with it. And he's like, did you know that your body is 90% water? Right now, your organs are swelling and falling apart. But is Darkwing okay? He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Just like when Jambalaya Jake um, fired the bow and arrow at him, and he had the glossies in his uh, coat. Yep. And then we get another truce again. <laughs> another truce yet again, because Darkwing and Grizzly Cop go after the Eggmen, right? Yep. Well, Darkwing, and, he spins off Steelbeak's head first, right? Right, right. And then yeah. the Steelbeak hits a lever on the ray gun, and it starts going after him. Mm-hmm. Which isn't... The ray gun going after Steelbeak is not in the script. Um, instead, um, I don't know if it's Darkwing or Grizzly Cough. They beat him up really badly and basically knock him out. Mm-hmm. So instead, in the episode, the ray gun goes after him instead. Okay. And Steelbeak gets away. We get a quick glimpse at his um, rocket ship. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was What's cool. it look like? It looks like him. <laughs> yeah, it has a steel beak. It's a basically it's a big chicken. Yep. And he's uh, you know he escapes. And we're not going to see Steelbeak or even mention him for a long time. This is yeah. we're taking a nice long Steelbeak break. Well, and um, yeah, we get back to DW and Grizzly Cough. You know, they made their peace. I guess another truce, I'm assuming. And, and until Darkwing says they can use the radio and Steelbeak's equipment to call home, mm-hmm. and Grizzly Cough is like, "No, we can't do that. It's against regulations." So truce over, right? Yep, we get another and, line. <laughs> yep, and this is this is one mother of a line. The last shot is the moon with a gigantic white line going right through it. <laughs> um, eh, you know, it's kind of a groaner of an ending. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's our it's our biggest Darkwing and Steelbeak episode. We'll get another one of with with uh, Grizzly Cop as a main character, not for a while though. But you know, that's bad tidings. Not my favorite. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, probably my least favorite of all the ABC episodes from that first season. Um, I feel like if it had been buried amongst the Disney Afternoon ones, you probably wouldn't even... I probably wouldn't be as hard on it. But amongst all the great ABC episodes, it makes it look a lot weaker. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, For me so far, I I mean, I can't think of all the Saturday mornings off the top of my head. But 
I this is not the worst one to me. I think it's maybe the second because I, I just don't like that battle of the brain teasers. I just do not like that episode one bit, and I, I can handle this one better than that one. I really? know you, yeah, I know you love battle of the brain teasers, but uh, this one, okay. Let's go ahead and get into our Gaskin Candace's scores. I'm gonna give sure. this one. A, I'm gonna give this one a two. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. I like it, and I hate it, and I like and hate certain things about it. It's the, it goes together. Yeah. I do. I do like the the Grizzly Cough and Darkwing battles. I love how they fight. I love the truce. You know, it's cool. But after a while, it gets played out. But yeah. then, but when they start beefing again, they always do at least one thing that makes you laugh. So then I'm like, okay, okay, it's cool again. And then they're like, all right, I'm getting tired of this fighting stuff. You know, I'm getting tired of the regulations. Like, how many times we got to hear about regulations in the book? You know. So then I get back to where I don't like the fighting anymore. And then it's like, there's another scene that happens and it makes me laugh again. Oh, okay. That's funny. And then it's like, Oh my God, like how long is this going to go on? And and that's, that's my feelings. Exactly. But keep mm -hmm. going. Yeah. And then, you know, the still big thing, it works once or twice, but then it was like, come on, you guys haven't caught on that still be keep setting y'all up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do feel like still be, (sighs) In in this episode, he was kind of useless. You know, like they 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 picked him to be in the wrong episode. This could have been Lily put or something. I don't know. You know, throw or or you know bring another villain out. Don't waste Still Beak for this cameo. You know. Yeah, but since the episode only really works if Fowl's behind the plot, you don't have many characters to choose from. Yeah, you can't it use them on your pine. It could have been worse. It could have been her. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they could have used Still Beak a little more. Maybe not so much of uh, Grizzly Cough and Darkwing fighting over again. The truths it, it got played out, you know. I think I think the part of the problem is the whole basic idea of the episode is the two of them going at it the whole time, mm-hmm. and to keep that going, you have to keep Steel Beak in the background playing them off each other. Yeah, it might have been more fun if Steel Beak made his presence known right away, and they were basically mm-hmm. fighting him the entire episode. Now, Mike, I, I I got mixed feelings about this. I think maybe if Launchpad and Goslin was in the episode, like a subplot somewhere, maybe it would have helped and they wouldn't have had to fight so much. Truce, fight, truce, fight, truce. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that could have helped. But then in a way, I also see where Launchpad and Goslin would, couldn't help the episode either because it they don't really fit. Totally, it would have been yeah. a totally different episode. Yeah, so Darkwing I, I can't. Yeah, Darkwing can't play play off Grizzly Cough if the other two are around. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I got mixed feelings here and there all over this episode. I really do. You know, I yeah. love I love having Still Beat. I love having Raw Pulsar, but then it's like, ah, oh, man, this is a wasted episode on him. You know. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all over the place on this one. Uh, but uh, how many Gaskin cancers you're giving this one? Same as you. I'm giving it two. Okay. I don't think it's a bad episode. But I think there are just a lot of parts where it drags. Okay. And I wish the episode would pick up with all the arguing and then making up and then arguing again. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of saves it is I think a lot of Grizzly Cough's dialogue is really funny. Mm-hmm. How he says words incorrectly. And, you know, you know, it's like he has a funny voice. I yeah. mean, you're probably not going to do a big Russian bear these days. It's a little bit too uh, stereotyped. Mm-hmm. But I think he's fun. You know I like the character. But, okay. You know, but a whole half an hour of him... Especially in a plot like this, mm-hmm. it, it's tiring. I mean, you told me, you know, 
Sorry to out you on this one, but you told me you fell asleep the first time you watched the episode. <laughs> oh, you gonna do me like that? <laughs> so it's not. It could be better. Two isn't an awful score, but it's just not one of my favorites. And you're right about Steelbeak. He wasn't used very well and doesn't have much to do. Yeah, are, are we gonna score Grizzly Cough or? We haven't. We could. Okay. I, I like Grizzly Cough. I don't like him as a main character. No. I, yeah, I like him when he he's like opening up the episode and he he's beefing with Darkwing and then Darkwing takes off and then we don't see Grizzly Cough again or maybe we'll see him one more time at the end. That's how I like Grizzly Cough. Like he mm-hmm. work he works setting up the episode. You know. Yeah, uh, out of all a the whole epi- episode of him, nah. He's only in a handful of episodes. The strongest ones with him is when he's a secondary character. Mm-hmm. The two episodes where he's a main character are really some of my least favorites. Okay. I mean, I mean, spoiler alert, it's this one and Darkwing Squad. Yeah. So my score, I'm gonna give him two and a half. And the reason I'm, I'm gonna defend it a little bit real quick. The reason why I'm gonna give him two and a half because when he's like the, a secondary character, he's really strong. You really enjoy him a lot. Mm-hmm. But but when he's a main character, just like you said, it, it really hurts, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to play safe and I'm just going to go in the middle two and a half. You know what? I'm going to give him a two and a half for the exact same reason. <laughs> he's funny in the small doses we get him in certain uh-huh. episodes. But when you have to see him in an entire episode, his relationship with Darkwing does start to get on your nerves. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, I think his best episode we haven't gotten to yet. Um, I won't say what it is, but okay. it's another ABC one. So that should make it pretty obvious which one I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that one in a few weeks. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, two and a half for Grizzly Cough. I like them, but mm-hmm. I don't think they could really use them too many times, you know? Okay. All right, so Mike, what episode we got next, man? Oh, we have a good one coming up. I mean, from this moment on, we're getting some really fantastic episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, another Quackerjack one. Okay, so you're fired it's, again. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, but I like this one better than you do. You so, do. I do like this one now. Don't 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 get me twisted. I love this episode. You do I, like it more. You talk yep. about it more than I do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't even mention it. It's um Twice R Us. Yeah. So, again, my favorite Quacker Jack episode. It's a really good one for Drake and Goslin. And it's it's great. I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, we get we get two new lackeys from Quacker Jack on this one, right? A bunch of cool new toys in this one, yeah. Yeah, we get, okay, okay, okay. All right, I don't want to get into that. I no, say, no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, so Mike, if they're listening to us for the very first time, where can they find us? Um, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, iTunes, um, Radio Public, Pocket Cast. I'm talking to your Amazon Echo. Ask us to play. Ask her to play us there. Um, you can listen to us on Pandora, iHeartRadio. You can also watch our episodes on YouTube. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're always putting up really cool Darkwing-related videos there. Mm-hmm. I think that's everything. Well, I mean, that's good enough for me. Have, yeah, you have a lot of options. Yeah. Okay, and I, I got a few shout-outs today. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Juan Martinez. He reached out to me on Facebook, so shout-out to Juan. You got your shout-out, homie. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a, a shout-out to Haley uh, Strock. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Haley Strock, Haley Stroke. I'm not sure. Uh, but she was a huge Terry McGovern fan, and because of her talking about Terry, motivate me to give Terry a call and get him in that Zoom chat. So shout-out to Haley, man. Cool. And one Hi, more... Haley. Yeah, one more shout out. One more, Mike. 
Got to give it to Terry. Terry McGovern, Launchpad. Even though he wasn't in this episode. <laughs> I know, right? I got to give it to him, though, man. He showed us mad love getting in there, man, you know, in that chat with us. So, And you know what? Shout out to all the guys who are in the uh, females that are in our Zoom chat. We love you guys to death. You know, it helps us on Saturday to get away from this Corona stuff and just chit chat the other fans. And because our conversations have gone way beyond Darkwing now, we talk about everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun. good getaway. Yeah, man. It's fun. And of course, everybody, we um, join our Facebook page, the St. Canard Files, also our um, Instagram and our Twitter. So you can find us in lots of places. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, so that's it, man. We are done for this episode. Bad tidings. We got Toys R Us next. Uh, Y'all make sure to stay dangerous. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.